broadcast with your host, Elder Christine Pearson, Senior Elder of Ancient of Days Ministries International. We're outreach ministry commissioned by Christ to make all men see what is the fellowship of this mystery that was from the beginning of the world before God even made the world. God purposed to bring this mystery and unveil it and uncover it and disclose it. And it was hidden before, but now it's revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets. And that is Christ in you, the hope of glory, and to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ Jesus our Lord. I greet you this morning, this afternoon, in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So glad to be here in the studios of Heavenly Host International Radio with our precious Apostle Hosea McGill. So glad to have you Praise here, Apostle. And um, then I'm just so grateful that this is the time of the year wherein we prepare to give God uh, crazy praise. Amen. Give him thanksgiving for all that he has done. And to uh, realize that the whole purpose of thanksgiving is not just because we have a big fat turkey and a meal and that we're around family. Uh, this is what you see on the TV commercials, and they say this is Thanksgiving. Mm. But it has nothing to do with even family or a, a meal. What it has to do is to give God the glory that is due his name, to acknowledge him in all of our ways, to realize that if it had not been for the Lord, mm. we wouldn't have a family and we wouldn't have turkey. And that the glory, all the glory, belongs to the Lord. Yeah. Not to take it upon ourselves about what we've done or, or, or glorify our children and family. Like, uh. if we don't have a family, you know, then we, we are misplaced or something like that. Because I guarantee you there are a lot of people during this time that will not have a family gathering. That will not have a big turkey, amen, that will not have shelter, clothes, mm. you know, shoes on their feet, not even durable transportation. Some of them are in prison on tomorrow. Some of them that, that are in chains on tomorrow. Some of them are being abused on yeah. tomorrow. Some of them are being isolated and they don't have any guarantee of life or death. So it can't just be family and turkey. <laughs> you understand? We have got to get our perspectives right when it comes down to what we do. And we want to give all the glory and honor and praise to our Lord and Savior, our Heavenly Father and Spirit of a living God on tomorrow. We need to take time. Don't allow the day to get ahead of you and you have not honored our Father. Mm. Don't get into a family gathering and they just totally neglect to pray and give thanksgiving. You take control of the situation and give 
honor to whom honor is due. Amen. Uh, we have been uh, so thankful. Uh, one of the things the Lord uh, was sharing on yesterday is, is our prayers that are going up before the Lord. Uh, you got to understand Jesus is telling us that we ought to always pray mm -hmm. and not to faint. He's telling us that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much or makes tremendous power available. He tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And what the Holy Spirit is saying to me is that we, even though we're going through the holidays and various things are going on, Mary, we might be seeing people we haven't seen in years. He said, don't lose yourself in the midst of all that's going on to stay steadfast, resolute, and, and, and be focused on what God has called you to do in this time. And don't deviate. Don't be allowed to uh, be shifted off course because of what's going on around you. Stay steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because let me tell you something. When this wheel stops turning <laughs> and everything settles down and we get down to the bottom line, it's going to be Jesus. And, you know, if you lose yourself in the surroundings or what's going on in this trauma or what's going on in this thing, and, and, and you have not maintained your focus, your praise, your worship, and your stance on Christ Jesus, you can get swept away. And then the next thing you know, it's all over. And we got to give account to God. And we got to give an account of the good and the bad that has been done in this body. And I want to be on that day. I want to be able to stand before God and not be ashamed. I want to be able to stand before God and say, Lord, in the midst of everything that came against me, disappointment, hurt, pain, lack, sorrow, everything, I never lost focus on you. I maintained. Even during sorrowful times, even times when I had to mourn for lost loved ones, I still kept my focus because I know that you are the source of my strength, that you are the strength of my life, that you are my maker, my creator. It is you that have made me and not me myself. I'm your people. I'm the sheep of your pastor pasture and I never want to lose sight on that because believe me <clears throat> the world is passing away and the lust thereof and we could have our focus on that if we want to but one day it's not going to be there it's not going to be there for you to hang your hat on the lust of the flesh the lust of the eye the pride of life all of that is going to be over and where will you be where will you stand? It was all a mirage all along. It never was real. But you allow it to alter your way of thinking into thinking that that was the real life. That's not the real life. It's a mirage. It's not the real thing. It's something that the devil has painted 
and designed to make you think this is the real thing, and it's not. Only what you do for Christ is, will last. Christ is the only way. You'll find that out one day. That it wasn't the bling bling, the cars, the houses, you know, the friends and the accolades and what people thought about you. All of that's going to be gone. But what is real is going to stand forever. That's what's going to last forever. And where was your role in that reality? That is what you're going to take into eternity with you. Amen. Praise God. So glad that you tuned in. We're going to kind of pick up on some things. Remember we talked about yesterday. We talked about the silver cord. How it's attached to man and how God deals with man uh, in his dreaming state. Uh, it tells us that uh, not only does he... Uh, see visions but he has dreams he hear voices during this time and we're going to get some uh, examples of how God dealt with men uh, while they were dreaming and how God dealt with men uh, when they had visions you know it tells us that in Job 33 uh, 14, let's go back. That's where we kind of left off yesterday. For God speaketh once. For those of you who have your Bibles, Job 33, and let's start at 14. Amen. And it says, uh, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet men perceive it not. Praise God. In a vision. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men and slumberings upon the bed. This is very important, uh, body of Christ. These are things that we should be very familiar with. It shouldn't be foreign to us about this scripture in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men and slumberings upon the bed. We should really should know how God operates in this situation. And I believe that if we would stop focusing so much on the worldly system, that we will really get sharp when it comes down to the kingdom of God. I find a lot of body of Christ, they is so weak. They are so dull. They are so ignorant of the things of God. And they have been in for years. For year, the Lord has given me uh, another teaching, and I mean it is a gold mine for the body of Christ. And how that for a long time we've wasted time on idols. We've wasted time on things that won't profit us. And we have not grown up. We have remained babies in the things of God. And it ought not be. It says, when we are in a dream state, in a vision of the night, and I, maybe I should go back over to over with you about that dream state. Uh, this is the deep subconscious where transformation flows up through your emotions and logic. 
to illuminate your entire being. When the new heart is in complete control, electrical impulses are supernatural because the natural link has been cut off. When you get into this deep sleep, the natural aspect of your life is turned off by a chemical called melatonin. And this chemical controls your motor. When I say motor, I mean movement. You know, arms, legs, you know, head, lips, you know, speaking and that kind of thing. And it prevents your muscles from moving actively during this dreamy state. So basically, you're just in a place where you can hear. You just can hear. You're not able to, to respond. You're just able to hear what thus saith the Lord and what he's imparting. And what he imparts is wisdom. He imparts knowledge. He imparts warnings. He imparts the penalties of your actions. He try to pull you back from making a tragic mistake or making a reckless decision. Uh, he, he tried to uh, recall you back during this season for uh, an early grave. We had that yesterday. Uh, turning you back from doing something bad. Uh, causing you to change your mind and keeping you from pride or haughtiness. Because see, even though the Lord may give you instruction, a haughty, proud person sometimes will just act like they don't have to do it. And in actuality, you don't. Because God is not going to make you do anything. He's just going to set it before you and tell you to choose life. But you can choose death if you want to. He will not uh, reproach you if that's the way you want to go. He will allow you. He will allow the Holy Spirit to keep dealing with you until you uh, get to the point where you renounce the Holy Spirit. and say, Holy Spirit, leave me alone. I don't want nothing else to do with you. Don't convict me of sin, righteousness, and judgment no more. You know, you can do despot to the Spirit of grace. And he'll leave you alone. You can renounce him and tell him, I don't want you in my life no more. And people have done that. They've trodden the blood of Christ and considered it an unholy thing. They don't want no money. And, and our, our apostle was saying that some people said that they used to be Christians. They're no more into Christianity anymore. They don't want it. They want to go to Broadway. That leads to destruction. And in and, and Revelations, it'll tell you that the whole world goes after the Antichrist. Some people don't want to have nothing to do with Christ no more. You see? They have wholly gone after the Antichrist. They want his regime. Wherein you could do whatever you want to with no consequences. You can have all of the lust, sex, adultery, fornication, uh, murder, and all of those attributes you can indulge in until you bust. And nobody will say anything. But that's not so with the kingdom of God. 
Mm -mm. The kingdom of God is righteousness, holiness, uh -huh, undefilement, uh -huh, cleanliness, honesty, truth. That's the kingdom of God. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost is opposite the kingdom of darkness. Mm -hmm. And so during this state, he will keep you back from pride and warning you of the penalties of sin and keep you from falling into a trap, into an early grave. Now, we're going to go over to Genesis 20, and we're going to go through uh, verses 1 through 7. Uh, I did have 3 to 8. Uh, let's go to 1 through 8. Genesis 20, 1 through 8. And you know this is that during that time when God deals with me, and it says... Uh, in a dream and a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men and slumberings upon the bed, then he openeth the ear of men. In other words, he uncovereth. He opens. He make you listen. Mm -hmm. He revealeth to you. He give you instruction in what you ought to do. And then he closes it up that he may withdraw you or break off you from your conduct or what are you doing or your action or your wrongdoing and hide you or cause you to be humble now from pride from various types of haughtiness and arrogance. This is what he, why he's doing this at this time. And keep your soul from drawing near to the pit. Keep you from an early grave. We talked about that yesterday about a, a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to live out your entire lifespan. Uh, a lot of people, they go to the grave early because they do not listen to instruction. They're cut off in their prime. They don't live out half of their life. A lot of young people who are listening to gangs and peer pressure and feeling inadequate because they may not have a friend, so they'll choose a wrong friend and do what the wrong friend tell them to do. And wind up either in jail or in the morgue. A lot of young people are dying early. Why would you as a teenager want to die early? Wouldn't you want to live out your life? Productive living? Constructive living? Getting married? Have a family? Have children? But if you are uh, haughty and arrogant in your young years you will wind up drawing near to the pit because this whole earth is set up with God's righteousness. And, and, and uh, it tells us that every soul has to be subject to the higher power. That the police department, they don't carry that gun for nothing 
and that walking stick for it's there to keep the peace. And if you will not submit to what you know is right, they can make you submit. And if you don't submit to them, there's higher law that will make you submit. And if not, then they have authority to put you in the gas chamber and electric chair and take your life from you. And then you're going to come up under the ultimate authority, which you might wind up in the lake of fire eternally, separated from God. Why? For what? You know, if you don't have anything, if the Bible tells us if you lack, mm. come to Jesus. He got everything. If you don't, you don't have to be greedy for what somebody else got. Or try to uh, kill them for something. If you like money, just ask God for it. Just why shortcut and run the risk of terminating your life when God is just a breath away? He's nearer than your next breath. All you got to do is ask. That's what they tell me. Why don't you just ask for it? Or go to work and earn it. What I, the way of a transgressor is hard. It's harder to do the wrong stuff and try to obtain than to do the right stuff. It's not the way of the righteous is hard. Mm. <laughs> it's the way of the transgressor, the trespasser. That that hard, and it got bitter consequences. Now let me get back. The purpose of God channeling these uh, uh, instructions and guidances and wisdom, knowledge, understanding through that cord of life that is attached to you is so that he may withdraw man from his purpose, his wrongdoing, his conduct. Uh, according to uh, Job 36, and nine, it says, then he showed them their work and transgressions that they have exceeded. They have went too far. They have crossed the line. Mm -hmm. uh, in Genesis 20, we're going to show you exactly who did that. In Genesis 20, and let's start at uh, <clears throat> verse 1. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night. God came to Abimelech, when he was in the dream state, the rapid eye movement, the delta realm of, of your sleep cycle. That's when he came to Abimelech. All right, watch this. But God came to Abimelech in a night, a dream by night and said to him, watch what he told him. I want you to watch the intent and how God instructs us in those dreaming states. He ain't playing. You hear me? Watch what he tell Abimelech. He said, Behold, 
Thou art but a dead man. He told him right off the bat, you a dead man. He said, for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. Now, watch this. Abimelech is not talking back to God. He's awake now and he's talking. Watch this and I'm going to show you, show you that he's awake talking. But Abimelech uh, had not come near her. And he said, Lord, he's praying. Will thou slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, she is my sister. And she, even she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands had I done this. Now watch verse 6. God is responding to him, but he's not responding to him as he just prayed. And God said unto him in a dream. He gave him another dream. In a dream. Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart. For I also withheld thee. Do you understand that? Do you see the power of God? God? I also withheld thee from sinning against me. See, if he had had, had entered uh, uh, relations with Sarah, God considered it a sin against him. Not a sin against Abraham. Not a sin against uh, Sarah. He took that personally. You sinning against me. And let me tell you, that renders the death penalty. That's why he told him, you a dead man. And he said, For I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Seven. Now therefore, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet. See, God had already ordained Abraham as a prophet. That was already in the Chronicles of Glory. This was a prophet. And he shall pray for thee. See? He gonna have to pray for you. He uh, making Abraham pray for this man. Just like with Job. Job had to pray for his friends. Mm -hmm. God was going to let the sentence stay on them unless there is an intercessor. One that can come along and plead on your behalf. One that will stand in the gap for you. Mm-hmm. Now, therefore, verse 7, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know thou that thou shalt surely die. You can keep on with up this like I was saying earlier. You can be arrogant and proud and, and, and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it. I'm not going to give up if you want to. But you a dead man. Thou and all that are thine. Not only you, but your whole family is going to die. See, we have to understand the depths of sin and the depths of penalty of sin. When the Lord said before you life and death, 
blessing and cursing in Deuteronomy 30. He said, so that you and your descendants. Watch this next verse. Watch this. Verse 8. Therefore Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears, and the men were afraid. Then Amalek called Abraham and said unto him, Why hast thou done unto us? What hast thou done unto us, and what have I offended thee that thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. And so he explains to him, he said, I didn't think you feared God in this place. See, the fear of God will stop people from doing evil. It will hold them back from sinning. If you fear God, you won't do a lot of stuff. Because you know that God will, will just like he told Abimelech, you a dead man. And he said, let's go over to 13. No, 14. And Abimelech took sheep and oxen and men servants and women servants and gave them unto Abraham and restored him, Sarah, his wife. All right? And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before thee. Dwell where it pleases thee. And unto Sarah, he said, Behold, I have given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver. That is a ransom. Mm -hmm. Because behold, he is to thee a covering of thy eyes unto all that are with thee and with all other. Thus she was reproved. So Abraham prayed unto God. Watch this, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maid servants, and they bare children. Watch this, eighteen. For the Lord had, that's past tense. He had already done this before Abraham prayed for Abimelech. He had already passed sentence on Abimelech. When he took Sarah, he passed sentence on Abimelech then. For the Lord had fast closed up all the wounds of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah. Abram's wife. Now, I want to uh, just kind of dig in on that. Watch this. This word for the Lord that fast closed up all the wounds of the house of Abimelech, it means that he stopped. It's the Hebrew word atzar. It means he shut it down. He completely closed up every wound of the house of Abimelech. He stripped all the women with barrenness, infertility. All right? It says Abimelech had overstepped or exceeded his boundaries unknowingly. See, when he took that prophet's wife, he didn't know. He didn't know. But in the corridors of heaven, and when it was recorded, it was a capital offense. It means you lose your life for doing this. 
Because it's an actual, when he made Abraham a prophet, it was just like God is speaking on, God is do, doing this on Abraham's be, behalf. God is being represented by Abraham, so you done did this against God. And woe unto the person that sins against God. Mm -hmm. It automatically renders the death penalty. And God, when he took Sarah, that's when he closed up all their wounds. There will not be another Abimelech Jr. ever from that point on. Because not only was Abimelech's wife, her wound shut, but all that was in his realm. He shut down that nation. Can you understand? He shut down that nation uh, because it says that he exceeded. Remember we said in Job 36, 9, then he showed them their work and transgressions that they have exceeded. They have went beyond. They had crossed the line. So God comes in in a dream and tells them, this is what's going to happen. This is the penalty. You done went too far. And if you don't get this cleaned up, you are not going to live and none of your descendants. He will erase you off the map. Mm -hmm. And uh, it says in Job 36, 12, But if they obey not, they shall perish by the sword. And they shall die without knowledge. That word means to consume away like a moth. To fade away. Uh-huh. So you have to acknowledge that God, even along the way in your Christian life, or even if you're not, in this case, Abimelech was not born again, as if I know. But according to this, he might have feared God. I'm not sure. He might have feared God because when God spoke to him in that dream, he got busy trying to correct it. So that let us know that he humbled himself, that he feared God. So we don't really know the history about his Christian walk or, you know, his relationship. But what we see the results of his relationship was that he feared God. He believed God when he said that he was a dead man and that he hustled about to try to get it right. All right. Now let's go over to Job 4 and 12. That God may withdraw man from his purpose, his conduct, his actions, and smother or suppress his pride. Because a lot of times we think we've grown. We think we know everything. We think we know better than God. And that we insist and persist in doing it our way. Even though God is trying to tell you, you're going the wrong way. That's not the way it's done. How many of us many times have talked to our children or the people we love and tried to explain to them that what you're doing, you're going to wind up in... Uh, in a destructive place, you're going to wind up in a worse place, in a disaster. And they, sometimes they listen, and sometimes they don't. 
And they said that a, a wise man will hear, but a fool will go on and be punished. They'll go on and be punished. And because the fool says in his heart, there's no God. There's, I don't have to fear God. I can do what I want to do. And it says that the fool will not listen to knowledge. Fools hate knowledge, according to Proverbs. And it said that they will go on in their madness and be punished. Look at them foolish virgins. Look at them. Why? They saw that the wise virgin took oil in their vessels with their lamps. What made them think they didn't have to? And they just persisted. We ain't got to take extra oil. You know, the Holy Spirit, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> we got enough. We don't need any more. Let me give me some water. <coughs> mm. They go arrogantly in their own way. Not discerning anything. Not being prudent. Being prudent means that you're preparing just in case. But they don't feel like they got to be prudent. Oh, y'all just old fogies. Look at all that oil you got. Just old fogies. But I love God enough that I don't want to take no chances. But they didn't pay any attention. They said a, a fool would go on and be punished. See, you don't know what the end of the thing is. Like they told me when I when I was a young girl in the Baptist church when I got baptized. That's what they they said. If you accept God and you get into eternity and find out that it wasn't a God, you haven't lost anything. But if you don't accept God now. And get out into eternity and find out it is a God, then you are eternally, uh, tragically messed up. So, wouldn't you would think if I got the opportunity to prepare fully for a marriage, man, this is I'm getting married, this is my bridegroom coming, I want every opportunity. Wouldn't you take it? Or why would you be flipping and feel like, you know, probably the bridegroom owed me some more, <laughs> you know? But it tells us here that God, when deep sleep come on you, slumberings of the night, visions like Paul had and Ezekiel had and Daniel had, God dealt with them in visions and dreams. Okay, uh, before I go over there to uh, Joe 4, let me go over to uh, <clears throat> Daniel 8 and 18. I'm glad I, I, I didn't want to miss this one because this talks about how God dealt with Daniel uh, also uh, <clears throat> when the angel Gabriel came to him. Uh, Daniel 8 and 18. 
Uh, let me see if I want to start at 18. Okay. Let's start at... Uh, let's say 15. Now Daniel sees visions. And it came to pass, Daniel 8, 15. And it came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning. Then, behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Ulai, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So he came near where I stood. And when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall the shall be the vision. You know, John, the apostle John took it up at the end, end time. Now watch 18. Now as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep on my face toward the ground. But he touched me and set me upright. Now let's go over to 10. Daniel 10. And uh, <clears throat> we can go into, I want to start, uh, let's start at 5. Then I lifted up mine eyes and looked and behold a certain man clothed in linen that always represents priesthood whose loins were girded with fine gold of euphase his body also was like the barrel and his face as the appearance of lightning and his eyes as lamps of fire and his arms and his feet like in color to polish brass that sounds like the messiah that we see in revelations uh-huh and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. Mm. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision. That he had men right there, but they didn't see it. Daniel saw it. But a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision and there remained no strength in me, for my calmness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Now, just think about what he's beholding. He's beholding a man that from, <laughs> it says, from his loins were girded with fine gold. You see a man from his waist down girded with fine gold? His body was a color of barrel. His face as the appearance of lightning. And his eyes as lamps of fire. And his arms and his feet like in color to polished brass. And the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. And, and you would say, would you see that there would remain no strength in me? Hmm. <laughs> I saw that. You understand? My calmness would be turned, and I'd have no strength. I'd be flat out, laying down. And it said here, Yet heard I the voice of his words, 
And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my face toward the ground. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hand. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee. And stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken these words unto me, I stood trembling. You see, when you encounter the supernatural or the kingdom of God, it's nothing, it's like nothing you've ever experienced before. And it it will take your breath away, your strength. I look at uh, when I worked with hospice, a lot of the I would always try to make it to a person that was actively dying because I wanted to see uh, the death process. And they were all the same. They lose their strength. You can barely hear them talk. And they, eventually they go into that chain stoke breathing. <sighs> and then they'll take the last breath and won't breathe anymore. That's the dying process. They have no appetite. They have no more desires, none of all of the earthly things that made us human and, and that we enjoyed when we were young and relationships and, and husband, wife, all of that, children, is gone. It is gone. And we pretty much is almost just like a shell that is getting ready, the spirit is getting ready to leave the shell that we are in. The spirit and the soul returns back unto God. So here we see, even though the Delta realm is a sleep cycle, but you can almost uh, compare it to like a death, a death, a sleep. Like when the righteous dead, they call them that they go to sleep. They have no more movement. They can't speak. They can't talk. They have no more breath in them. All of that has to be controlled by, all, by Almighty God to maintain their existence. So here we have, uh, let's go to uh, Job, and, I, and I'm going to shut it down. Do I have time for this, Apostle, for Job 4 13? Because I don't want to take us too late. Uh, but Job 4 13... This is going to blow your mind like it blew mine. <laughs> Woo, glory, hallelujah. Job 4 and 13. Let's see here. <clears throat> I want to get my paperwork here. Make sure I got it all set up so when I get ready to move along that line... Job 4, 13, I'm sorry, 4, 12 to 21. And uh, we're going to close it out on this one, okay? <clears throat> Job 4, 12, 21. <clears throat> now a thing was secretly brought to me, and my ear, there it is, your ear, received a little thereof. See, he opened your ears. Not your mouth, not your eyes, your ears. <laughs> uh, and seal instruction in there. 
Now a thing was secretly brought to me, and my ear received a little thereof, in thought from the visions of the night, visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth on men. Fear came upon me, and trembling, trembling, which made all my bones to shake. Then a spirit passed before my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. This spirit, it stood still. But I could not discern the form thereof. An image was before mine eyes. There was silence. And I heard, see there the ear going. I heard a voice saying, you know, they said, and I, we learned this in house. hearing is the last sense to go. So even though a person is in a coma, you can still lead them in the uh, sinner's prayer. Because hearing is the last sense to go. And they can hear you and repent even though they're in a coma. They can do it with their spirit because with the spirit man believes or with the heart man believes unto righteousness. So even though they're in a coma, you can still lead them to the Lord. And they can get a deathbed uh, 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 born again experience. Don't think, well, they're in a coma. Well, no, talk to them. Tell them to receive Christ as Lord. Tell them to believe in their heart that Jesus rose from the, that God raised him from the dead and that Jesus is Lord. That brother can get saved in a coma. Mm. Then, okay, it stood, stood still, but I could not discern the form thereof. An image was before mine eyes. There was silence, and I heard a voice saying, look at this. Shall mortal man be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? Behold, he put no trust in his servants, and his angels he charged with folly. How much less in them that dwell in houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, which are crushed before the moth. They are destroyed from morning to evening. You're here in the morning, you're gone by night. They are destroyed from morning to evening. They perish forever without any regarding it. And does not their excellency, we're going to get into that on next, next uh, broadcast, does not their excellency which is in them go away. They die even without wisdom. I just want to give you a little heads up. That excellency is that silver cord. <laughs> At death, it goes away. Apostle, I enjoyed this so much. It, it, it enlightens our eyes, but I would like to hear, mm. you know, if you have something to say here. Well, I, uh, one of the things I know you gave attention to the youth. Yes. Something you mentioned before the broadcast concerning uh, a minister telling us to leave the young people alone. Yes, come that on. That is false. Mm -hmm. we, we, I have to tell you, those who have an ear to hear, that is false. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to warn them and train them and teach them. So if we leave them alone, what guidance do they have? That is foolishness. Elder, the more I thought about that, and the Lord took me to uh, a, a couple of places, if you don't mind. just Oh, please do. Uh, this is good stuff. We have to. Uh, the, the assignment to the minister is to preach the word. Mm -hmm. That's the charge. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, he said, be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, mm -hmm. uh, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. Mm -hmm. huh? That's what we're supposed to do. Yes. So I don't care who they are. That's right. How popular they are, how big, how successful they might look, mm -hmm. or what kind of influence they may have, it is false. Mm -hmm. Moreover, it is foolishness mm -hmm. to tell someone to leave the young people alone. Mm. That's good. And then in the same breath, saying that they are our future. They won't have a future mm -hmm. if they're lost, mm -hmm. if they're destroyed. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what the enemy is trying to do. That's what we see happening. Mm -hmm. The attack is on the young people that start in our schools and uh, coming out of the womb. Doctors are trying to change the mm. gender of babies while they're in the womb now. Mm. Huh? We don't hear this stuff because, mm. you know, My God. Mm. That's, how, that's how silly men have become. Uh, thinking that they do, could do better than God. Even you just read something in Job. Uh, are 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 we wiser than God now? <laughs> uh, Ooh, that's good. Oh my goodness! Mm. But some really prefer, and we talked about it yesterday. Prefer the wisdom of man over the wisdom of God. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness! Uh, in in First Timothy chapter four, it says uh, <clears throat> in verse twelve, "Let no man despise thy youth, mm. but." He said, but be thou an example of the of the believers in word, mm. in conversation or conduct, mm. in love or charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity, mm -hmm. till I come. This come is a, a letter to the church, Paul writing to his son in the gospel. And Timothy was a young man. <laughs> mm -hmm. You see where we're going. He's ministering to the youth. To one who he called his son in the gospel. Mm -hmm. huh? If we don't direct and teach these young people, who will? That's right. Society is doing a poor job of that now. Mm -hmm. Some of us parents huh, have dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. So who, who becomes responsible? You let them be responsible for themselves when they're irresponsible? Mm -hmm. What? You see where we're going. Mm -hmm. It, in First Timothy chapter five, the first two verses, mm -hmm. rebuke not an elder. Mm -hmm. He's talking about an old man or older man, mm -hmm. but entreat him as a father. Yes, and the younger men as brethren, mm -hmm. the elder woman as mothers, mm -hmm. the younger as sisters, with all purity. Mm -hmm. So why would I tell someone mm -hmm. to leave the young people alone? We can't have it both ways. God said, do this and treat them as sons. Huh? Train them, teach them. Yes. We're not supposed to do that anymore? Are we, quote unquote, as one bishop said, we are evolving, the church is evolving? How? The word isn't changing. And those same <laughs> words that was written some thousands of years ago still apply today. Mm -hmm. I don't care who it is. I don't care how famous or popular or rich these ministers are. That's it. The word of God. The, God, the Bible says, let God be true. Simple, 
This is elementary stuff that we're saying right mm -hmm. now. Let God be true and every man a liar. Yes. If I say something that is out, uh, out of context, mm -hmm. if not according to the word, don't believe a word that I say. I tell you now. I don't care because we're in that time where so many people are saying all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Pastors are giving their opinion and not the word. Mm. Come on now. What they think about a thing. Mm -hmm. God's thoughts are not like ours. Amen. That's why we have to have this. Because the word of God is God's thoughts for mm -hmm. us. His instructions. His plan. Mm -hmm. Simple. Mm -hmm. Not just for us, but for the young people. Mm -hmm. And I say again, and there's a, this is how deep this deception is. And you just talked about it. Dying young. Mm. We see our babies dying in the streets, but we ain't supposed to say nothing. Mm. Do you mm. know how foolish that is? Mm. Just even saying that gives it a whole nother level of foolishness. Mm. Mm -mm. Exposing it right now tells you how foolish it is. Mm. That we see our babies being shot down. Mm -hmm. You even gave a description on the on the uh, the legal or the uh, uh, judicial system. Mm -hmm. The cops. If you don't listen to the cops, you're going to listen to the judge. You're going to listen to somebody. Mm -hmm. You're going to listen to somebody. Why not listen to someone who cares about your soul? Mm -hmm. Why not listen to someone that cares and have your heart, have your best interest in mind? Mm -hmm. Huh? We got trigger happy cops out there that are waiting for you to act a fool out there. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for you to come out there and do what you want to do. Mm. Especially since uh, these popular ministers are saying, leave them alone. Mm. Let them go their own way. Mm. I wish I had somebody to stop me in some of the mm. things I did. Mm. Huh? Matter of fact, some of the things I was taught by the elders kept me from going further mm. into the depth. Mm. Kept me from a whole lot of stuff. Kept me alive, mm. if you will. Because I remember what Mama said. Mm -hmm. about my grandmother. <laughs> she was Mama. Mm -hmm. My grandfather. Uh, the chest type, the whoopings that we received. All of that, mm -hmm. leave them alone until somebody shoot them down in the street. Down, we gotta mm -hmm. have a vigil and we gotta have all kind of memorials for them. Mm -hmm. Come on now. But would well, you say leave them alone? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's terrible. Look, almost in a rebuke state, leave them alone. What? Mm -hmm. That is foolish. Huh? And the Lord is saying to the church, us, his people. Mm -hmm. Put away the foolishness. Mm -hmm. Put it away. It, now the portion of the scripture tells us, huh? Put put the foolishness away. Yes. Huh? Flee uh, uh, useful lust, mm. foolishness. Mm -hmm. That's scriptural. Mm -hmm. And who's supposed to tell them? Nobody. Mm -hmm. Especially if they're not in their Bible. That's right. If they're, if they're not reading the word, who's supposed to tell them? Nobody. They're just supposed to figure it out on their own. If they ever figure it out. Huh? That's nonsense. And those of us who have these large platforms and mega ministries, we have an obligation mm -hmm. to speak the truth. In love, the Bible says. Huh? Hey, you see a, a, a baby running down the street, heading toward the highway. Don't say nothing to him. Leave him alone. What? It's the same thing. Junior got his headphones on. He's playing on the railroad track. Here come a steaming locomotive. 
Don't say nothing to him. Don't even try to grab him. Leave him alone. Don't touch him. Mm. It's the same thing. It's the equivalent of the same thing. That is foolish. I'm going to sit and watch you die. Because mm. somebody told me not to say anything to you. <laughs> Give them the same opportunity that you had. Mm. Well, some of us didn't have the opportunities. Mm hmm that we have now. Mm -hmm. Some of us wasn't given the, and watch this, and yes, fortunately, we have mm -hmm. obtained yeah. the truth, but it came from somewhere. That's it right. didn't just fall in our lap. That's right. That, we, watch this, we need to really, God's people really need to take a serious look at mm -hmm. where we are in God's word. Amen. And hold fast to that, mm -hmm. the truth, the word. Mm -hmm. Not someone's ideal of how we're supposed to raise our children. Or what we're supposed to say to the young people out there who dying like flies. Mm -hmm. if, they, if the cops ain't killing them, they're killing each other. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, they're killing some of these elders too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Carjacking and all kind of foolishness mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. With our youth. Don't say nothing to them, though. What? <laughs> Makes no sense. Just hearing that, elder vexed my spirit. It did. Hmm? And so we can only imagine <coughs> how the father feels about that if we yeah. sit here closed mouthed and then start complaining about our youth. Mm -hmm. If they're out of control and you let them keep going, they're going to be even more so out of It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. worse. Huh? Someone had to tell you something. That's what I was about to say. Now, them very people, uh -huh. somebody stopped them. Somebody stopped you, coming. told you. Uh-huh. You may not have liked it. Yeah. You might have had a little nasty attitude about mm -hmm. it, but they, someone said something. Yeah. I know a lot of things that I heard coming up as a young man. I may not have used them right away, mm -hmm. but I remember them. Mm -hmm. In the corridors of my mind, they took root mm -hmm. somewhere. Huh? I remember something somebody said. And it, watch this. A lot of times it saved me from myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, don't do that. That that You know you ain't supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. No matter how bad I wanted to do that. A lot of times, I don't care how bad my life was. Sleeping in the graveyard, all that. Oh, drugs. Pissing on myself. All that stuff. I did that. Mm -hmm. But there were some things that I should have died mm -hmm. from. OD. Pistol whipping. Mm -hmm. Robbery. I got robbed and pistol whipped. Could have died that night. Mm. Someone told the one that was willing the pistol, man, he ain't worth it. Leave him alone. Mm. I know that was God's grace. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was God's mercy on my life. Because he had a plan for my life. Mm. And the plan he had for my life may not be the same plan he had for your Pookie, mm -hmm. Junior, little Sarah. See, we're going. But somebody got to say something. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. We're afraid. Uh, too many of God's servants, supposed servants, are afraid to open their mouth and save lives. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? <laughs> We're not. Mm -mm. We're not. That, that's not. That's not what a minister's job is, to sit on the wall and don't say nothing. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the, the wolf is plucking off all the flock. And, mm -hmm. Huh? The enemy is just carrying them off into deeper, utter darkness. <laughs> that's not that's not ministry. Care mm -hmm. how popular it might be to those who hear that. 
it's not ministry. Absolutely not. It's not. Okay. You know, I got a scripture here, uh, and we not we. Only thing about heaven is you get started, you don't know where to stop. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But in uh, Proverbs 15, Proverbs 29 and 15, uh, it says, The rod and reproof, which is correction, uh -huh. give wisdom, but a child left to himself, yeah, yeah. bringing his mother to shame. My Lord. And that is considered, you indulging your uh -huh. kid to do evil. Yeah. You allowing them to go further and further mm. into the darkness. And you don't see any point in saying anything Maybe. or try to stop them. Oh. I, you know what? It, 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 I had a pastor that said that to me in the sanctuary. I, I leave. Yeah. I go somewhere. Yeah, yeah, rather than applaud and go along with. Because number one, that very pastor, somebody corrected them and uh -huh. reproved them uh -huh. and straightened them out, or else they wouldn't even be in the pulpit. Yeah, and just uh, for just to add to what you just said, there's no anointing in that. Mm -mm. There is none. There's no oil there. Mm -mm. That is foolish mm -hmm. to describe the foolish virgins. <laughs> yes, there's no oil there. Mm -hmm. The anointing destroys the yoke. Mm -hmm. If you don't open your mouth, and you watch this, because life and death is in the power of the tongue, that's what the anointing is. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're speaking the word of God, the truth, mm -hmm. over them. It will destroy that yoke if they embrace it. Because mm -hmm. we don't know. They might be ready to hear what God is saying. They might be, they want, there are some people, there's some young folks and elders out there that's looking for good correction. Mm -hmm. uh, good direction. Orderly direction. Huh? If you tell me I can do whatever I want to do mm -hmm. and God going to bless me with a car and a house and mm -hmm. money and a wife and a husband, and well, why would I have to obey God? Mm -hmm. Or anybody for that matter, the police. Mm -hmm. huh? mm -hmm. If you're now. not going to obey God, you sure ain't going to uh, obey the police. Mm -hmm. huh? And so they shoot you or tase you or choke you out or whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. Slam you. All this, all the foolish. Then we want to cry about it. Mm, on the whole city. Yeah, everybody got to cry about yeah. it because they slammed her on her head. She was 14. Mm. Yeah, well, you said don't do nothing to her. Mm. Don't say nothing to her. Mm. And she going to check the police, and he checked her. And, you know, we had to say spare the rise for the child. And what I'm finding, you really need to correct your kids now because these grand juries uh. are letting them Cops that have killed your child, uh -huh. they let, let him go. go free. And go kill somebody else's kid. Uh -huh. and, and, and you know what? I looked at yeah. this because I looked at some of the things. And I don't, I don't f fully blame the grand juries. Mm. You know why? Because these kids are so out of order yeah. and disrespectful and trying to pull a cop's gun and yeah. trying to run him and drag the cops down yeah. the street. Yeah. And they fearing for they they want to go home to their families yeah. at night. Yeah. And here you is out of control. Yeah. And then you once they get shot or killed or something, then you want everybody to come to your aid when that kid could have killed the cop. Yeah. 
and he probably was fearing for his life. Yeah. And and because you didn't correct him. Mm -hmm. You didn't tell him you ain't got no business being out here at two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. You ain't got no business being up there in your room and not smelling weed down here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or you not coming in on curfew or doing your homework. Yeah. Or treating uh, your brothers and sisters right. Or re even respecting me. You talk to me in your yeah, kind amen. of way. Yeah. And, so, and, and you won't correct them. And so the minister said, don't do nothing. Don't say nothing to them. Leave them alone. What? No. Wait. Here's what the Bible says in Titus chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Mm. Put them in mind to be subject mm. to principalities. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Or oh, that means authorities mm -hmm. or rulers. Yeah. And powers to obey magistrates, yeah. to be ready to every good work, yeah. to speak evil of no man, yeah. to be not brawlers, yeah. but gentle, yes. showing all meekness unto all men. This is Christian citizenship. That's what it is. Huh? But you say, and I don't care who said it. Care how high of a pedestal we got them on. Yeah. Huh? There are some things I don't care. We look at the president. They say kind of food dumb. These politicians saying all kind of stupid, mm -hmm. dumb things out of their mouth. And we, what? Mm. Nope. It's no, no. pitiful. No. We, we know that pitiful. things are going to wax worse and worse, mm -hmm. Elder. But there are some things that are not beyond our control. That's right. Huh? I'm not going to let uh, 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 some hireling. Dictate to me how to raise my kid or what mm. to say to my young adults. Yes. Whether they my kid or your kid. Mm. If I see them out there doing something that's going to cause them to die, why should you die before your time? Why? Because you all puffed up and my mama said, can't nobody, or my daddy said, or so-and-so, so-and-so said, the minister said, nobody's got a right to say anything to me. Or if you spank me, I'm gonna call six nine yeah. six kids on you. Yeah. Or well, I'm gonna leave and go do what I want to do anyway. They lucky they didn't have my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of those things kept Woo! us alive, Elder. I didn't even think yeah. about it with my father. No. Mm -mm. No. A lot. I, when I think about some of the things that, that we didn't even think, mm -mm. some of the things that some of these ch children thinking about killing their parents and do in fact kill them. Mm -hmm. Poisoning them and all kind of nonsense. Because they won't give them money and all of this kind of stuff. Because you didn't get a pair of Nikes. Right? Or your name brand outfit or foolishness. You I believe that a lot of times they blaming everybody. And it's a lot of times just the parents. Yeah. Because it tells you to train them. Yeah. They don't have yeah. time to train them. Yeah. They busy on Facebook, YouTube, going to the bar. Yeah. Going to the club. Getting the bling bling, but do you take time? Yeah, or party with their kid. Them. Yeah. I says, whew. but that that stayed in my spirit as you was ministering, uh, uh, Elder. Mm -hmm. uh, we we have to open our mouths. Uh, we have to. Uh, we, we're going to be held accountable. Their blood is on our hands, not just the youth, but those that don't know the way. Mm -hmm. Now, if you choose not to receive it, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't negate the charge yes. that we've been given. Preach the word. Mm -hmm. uh, let nobody tell you don't say nothing to the young folks. That's stupid. Mm. It's foolish. 
Just think about, we just went over Abimelech. Mm. He got some godly advice. Yeah. And he didn't buck up against that. Amen. And and he saved his descendants. Amen. Because of his humility and obedience, obedience. to what God That's had good. told him. That's good. Elder. Because if he had been rebellious, he wouldn't have no children. Yeah. He wouldn't have no descendants, no grandchildren. And like a lot of these folk now that are not obeying God, they ain't going to have no children because they're going to perish by the sword. Yeah. And the sword, what it means is the destructive uh, consequences yeah. of a particular sin. That's good, sin. Elder. That's good. You're going to be, and, and, and don't get mad with nobody and, and, and be calling folk yeah. wanting them to pass the hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get you some insurance. Yourself, so you can bury your own kid. Yeah, I know that's kind of tough, but yeah. but the fact of it is, is that we wanna we wanna do our own thing or lead to our own understanding or have it like Burger King our way, and then expect God to sanction it no. or to help us when we get all goofed yeah. up. And, and the Lord been showing you over and over and over, and you have resisted, resisted. Your parents and talked to they blue in the face, and you will not listen. Because to say, uh, he that is often reproved shall suddenly, suddenly be destroyed. And that without remedy. That means it's no turning back. It's no recompense. You, you can't undo it now. That's good. And this is what we need to be teaching our children uh -huh. instead of letting them watch TV and PlayStation and all that. Yeah. You better be teaching them about being often reproved, what yeah. happens to them. And see, if a child, I believe it in my heart, if we would teach and train people on biblical... That's good, Elder. Biblical... You took the words out of my mouth. Precepts. Yeah. They are designed that you have life... Yeah. And have it more abundantly. And, and know them that that are speaking over you and your children. Mm. That if they're speaking something contrary to the word, mm. remove yourself. Yes. These are instructions from God. Mm -hmm. huh? Having a form those, he said, withdraw yourself. Yeah. People that's, that, that's counseling you to not say anything to your kid. Mm. Huh? Then one, they're not going to play the, the, the jail bail. They're mm. not going to bail them out of jail, nor are they going to pay for the funeral. Mm. Come on. Those two things, consider those things, if you will. Uh, and if this, again, it might sound harsh, but these are the realities that That's we're it. seeing That's right. right before our eyes. Because we're listening to, and it's coming out of the church, out of the pulpit, someone telling you something so foolish and non-scriptural. It is not biblical. Mm -hmm. In fact, it is the opposite of what God said to. Mm -hmm. And are they greater than God? Hmm. <laughs> Tell uh. me this. How many? I mean, I twenty years ago, I never heard of a GoFundMe. Yeah. That's all, every time you turn around, something happens. A GoFundMe. Go. They want other yeah. people to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and 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 every time you turn around, you you shelling out money, shelling out mm -hmm. money, shell. And it could be money you could be keeping in your yeah. pocket if you would do right. I tell you how bold this one celebrity. I think she won one of the Kardashians or Jenner's or whatever. 
needed, I think, $100,000 to become a billionaire. I remember that, Kardashian. And people, poor folks, sent money to this GoFundMe to help her achieve that. What? Meanwhile, we got, you said something before you started speaking concerning tomorrow's holiday. Folks walk around with no shoes and no coat, no home, no place to stay. But we're going to help someone achieve billion dollar status who don't care nothing about you. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't care if you were to round up and grab her, her security guard would yoke you mm -hmm. for touching her. Huh? This is the kind of, this is. <laughs> and probably wouldn't pay anything for you to get a Thanksgiving no. meal. Yeah, no. Uh, they'll, they'll get a camera and go about and act like they're serving somebody just to, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Oh, they, they went and served at this shelter. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, I just, I just want us to, a lot of this. It's practical wisdom yeah, uh, yeah, yep. that the Lord is telling that it's not rocket science. Yeah. And he's warning us because these are the last days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing, if God warns you about a thing, you got time to correct it. Yeah. You don't have to wait until you, you see your kid laying in the middle of the Amen. street all bled out. Yeah, take heed. If you would just... Obey God when he talked to you, when you know it's not right. If you would have the guts and the backbone to stand up to your children and say, no, as for me and my house, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. I'm not concerned about what anybody else does. If you want to do that, then you can't do it in my house. Amen. You got to go somewhere else. Yeah. I am not going to tolerate this type of rebellion and uh, uh, depravity and and, and, and immorality, and yeah. I'm not going to tolerate it in my house. Yeah. You have to get your own place if that's what you want to do, but you're not going to do it in my house. You're not bringing any illegal substance. You're not that's bringing good. in no stolen property into my house. See, this is your house, and you need to get the backbone and the courage and the guts to stand up and let God be true. You want a quiet and peaceable life? Yeah. You ain't going to get it but through this word. That's good. And long as you scared and worried about what people going to think, what your kids going to think, whether they're going to take care of me in my old age, God is my refuge. He is a present help in the time of trouble and the time of need. So I ain't looking to nobody but him. So I do not have to curb my uh, discipline and way of doing just to please and pacify you. Yeah. And that will save their life. I've heard people say, I'm glad my parents was hard on me. Mm -hmm. I'm glad my parents whooped me when I was young. I'm glad because I, w I probably would have been in some alley if they hadn't. Mm -hmm. Dead. Or in prison for the rest of my life. Here's another one. Paralyzed, mm -hmm. brain dead somewhere. Come on. Uh -huh. If we would do it God's way and hearken to his promptings and instructions and guidings 
and warnings. Yeah. Trying to say, look, you don't went too far. You got to come back. That's wrong. If you don't come, you got to see this light. Danger, danger, danger. And pay attention and pay heed. He only wants to love you and he let you have life and life more abundantly. Amen. Praise God. I trust that, that God is widening your scope of illumination uh, during this teaching of the silver cord. I pretty much have just one more scripture that I'm going to embellish on. And then I have another uh, project or uh, thing that the Lord has given me, which I think is going to be dynamite, uh, dunamis. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to pick it up uh, going uh, next week. So uh, on behalf of Ancient of Days Ministries, Heavenly Host International Radio, we trust that you will have a peaceful, safe, joyous Thanksgiving and that you will use wisdom when it comes down to your house. Remember, God gave you that house. But you want to, it to be a house of the Lord. You want it to be uh, give back what God has given you. Not God give you something and then you turn it into a house of repute. But you turn it into a holy place that you and your children can have a holy, peaceable uh, life and all godliness and honesty. It's up to you. It's up to you. But I want you to have a blessed Thanksgiving. Remember to give God thanks, praise, first thing in the morning, before you eat your meal. Incorporate God in your family uh, conversations and what you're doing. Bring Him in there, you know. And, and you will find out that God will do great things for you. You will live your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Amen. Well, God bless you. I love you. And I'm praying for you. Amen. You have an outstanding evening. Amen. We'll see you next week. God bless you.